Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Professional Sports Talk Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jack Murphy. I hope you guys are all having a great day. As I'm sure most of you are aware, the NFL draft is well over by now. I've had a little more time to look into some of the film, to analyze some of these picks. So I'm going to cover just some of my thoughts, my opinions on this draft class. Um, This isn't going to be your typical like winners and losers episode. I will talk about some draft classes that I really liked for teams. I will talk about some draft classes that I really didn't like for teams. But I'm really going to talk about just a few classes in particular, um, ones that I'm maybe a little lower on than some, maybe a little higher on than others. I'm obviously not going to be able to talk about every single team on here. Um, Eventually, I will cover basically every team throughout the draft because this is really the sleepy part of the NFL offseason. There's not a lot to look forward to until we get more free agency signings and stuff like that. Um, I especially won't talk about teams like the Dolphins, the Raiders, the Rams, Niners, and a few more that just really didn't have a bunch of picks in this draft, uh, mostly due to trades like the Tyree Kill, like the Devontae Adams trade, um, Trey Lance last year, stuff like that. Um, So I'm just going to be talking about a few that really jumps out to me in particular, a few teams that is. Um, And I guess, yeah, we can just jump right into it. Let's start off with my Chicago Bears, because again, it's still my show. I can talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. And the Bears really disappointed me. I'm going to be completely honest. Um, Yes, secondary was a need. Uh, if you guys don't know, we drafted, we had two second round picks. We did not have a first round pick uh, due to the Justin Fields trade of last year. So with our two first round picks, we invested heavily in the secondary. We took uh, Kyler Gordon, cornerback from Washington. We also took, I believe his first name is Jaquan Brisker from uh Penn State, the safety, and I think both of these guys have above average, or excuse me, have shots of being above average um, to Pro Bowl players eventually in this league. I really do like them as players. This is nothing against them, but I simply don't care about how good they're going to be in the league, and I just don't really like the philosophy of this draft class here. Um, I do like the Brisker pick a little bit more than the Kyler Gordon pick, but I mean, we just we got to help Justin Fields. It's, it's, there were plenty of options sitting there for receiver um, in the second round, even with their second pick. Like, in theory, they could have gotten Gordon, come back around, and gotten a guy like Pickens, like Sky Moore, like Alec Pierce. I would have loved any one of those guys. I mean, if you think about it, even better, they could have taken David Ojabo with their first pick there, and then they could have turned around and gotten one of those receivers. I feel like that would have just been, as far as value goes, I feel like that would have been absolutely phenomenal. Um, obviously, we're missing missing pass rush with Khalil Mack being gone, um, and just waiting on those receivers just really doesn't seem worth it, because... If you don't know, we ended up taking Velas Jones. Um, He's a return specialist and also receiver out of Tennessee. But I really did not like that pick at all. That was in the third round. Um, I mean, first off, the dude is 25, and he's literally never been an effective wide receiver in college. And when you're 25 years old and you already haven't proven that you can be an effective wide receiver in college, I really don't see how you're going to translate that to the league. Um, Yes, he does run a 4-3-40, but... I really just don't think we're going to be able to polish him up and get him out there. Again, he's 25. I can't emphasize that enough. That's not like old by any means, but for NFL standards, when there's guys being drafted at 20, 21 years old, that's a significant difference. And it's, if you haven't picked up these skills already, it's more than likely he's not going to. And then obviously 
that pick was made with Jalen Tolbert still on the board. And if you guys know me, you've been listening to this podcast, you follow my Instagram at Professional Sports Talk, you know Jalen Tolbert was my guy. I, I really thought that I, I was going to f- somewhat forgive the Bears, you know, because, again, our secondary was god-awful last year, um, and our safety position in particular really needed a lot of help. So, you know, I wasn't happy with the picks by any means, but I could kind of understand it in a way. If we turned around and got Jalen Tolbert in the third, I would have been much more happy, but the Vilas Jones pick, I, I mean, I really just don't understand it. Um, there were some decent upside picks, especially in the fifth round. We got a guy, um, Dominique Robinson of Miami, Ohio. I believe he's only been playing uh, defensive end for a couple years now. He's got a really thin frame, uh, but he's really explosive. He was recruited as a wide receiver if i'm not mistaken so really good 40 time really explosive on tape uh he has the ability that he can maybe polish himself into an eventual starter he's a much younger guy than someone like Vilas jones um we also had a decent late round pick in senior bowl guard jatir carter i hope i'm saying that guy's name right um he he's again a senior bowl standout he was he actually won a lot of reps against logan hall who was uh the first pick of the second round to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or something like that. He was, maybe it was the end of the first. Either way, he went to the Buccaneers and uh, a lot of people really, really liked Logan Hall. Uh, Jatir Carter really held up his own against him in the senior bowl. I think that really put him on the map, but not great measurables. Um, Either way, there were some other solid pickups later. I believe in the fifth round, we got Braxton Jones, who honestly, I don't know why the hell he was there. I really don't know if there were some off-the-field issues or medical concerns or something, but I'm really surprised he ended up being that late. I really think a lot of it had to do with him just going to a small school against not the best competition, but I mean, he was dominant. He played at Southern Utah, if you don't know, um, and he's got really good measurables. He's got really long arms. I actually really like that pick there. I think he's got a potential future at starting left or right tackle, Um, and then we obviously still have Tevin Jenkins there, who I still have a lot of hope in. He was our second round pick last year, Um, so I do like that in a way, but And then we also got, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, Zachary Thomas, another tackle from San Diego State. I forgot to write that in my notes here. But he's another one of those guys, not the best measurables, but just really athletic and um, needs to put on a little more play strength, if you know what I mean. I think his bench press numbers, I should have looked this up. Um, Actually, I mean, I can do it really quickly right now. Uh, His bench press numbers were not impressive in the slightest. I believe he was in like the 20. Yeah, he's in the 21st percentile of the bench press. But I mean, other than that, pretty damn good. Uh, stuff here. He's 46 percentile height, 38 percentile weight, which is not really what you want to see. But again, if you can add that strength and that bench press um, and just overall play strength, that weight's going to increase. And I mean, everything else is really good. He's a 91 percentile three cone drill. So he's really fluid. Um, 75 percentile broad jump, 94 percentile 40 yard dash, 97 percentile 10 yard split. So he really gets off and um, he's really athletic. He's He's got comparisons here to Abraham Lucas, Charles Cross, uh, guys like that, Tyler Smith. So again, some really good late round picks there, but as far as value goes, I just, I like that value. Um, I really do for guys like Braxton Jones, excuse me, and Zachary Thomas. I really feel like they could have potential starting tackle ability, but the picks earlier, I just really didn't love it. I feel like there was a lot better picks to be made. And 
it's not about the picks themselves. It's more about the philosophy. I like that we spent some capital later in the draft trying to protect Justin. And it sounds like we signed a whole bunch of undrafted free agents at the wide receiver position. So I really need to take a deeper look at those guys because I really haven't had the opportunity to check those guys out. But again, it's undrafted. You can't really have too high of expectations from those guys. I really thought just earlier in the draft, there should have been a higher uh, emphasis on receiver because right now our wide receiver one is Darnell Mooney. And as much as I love Darnell Mooney, and I know a ton of other Bears fans love that guy out there, he is not a number one dominant receiver. He is a much better two, maybe even a very dominant three. So <clears throat> again, I, I like that they're trying to help Fields with some protection later in the draft. I, I truly do think that some of these guards and tackles they took later in the draft can have um, really solid abilities in the NFL, but I just feel like our priorities were all off in this draft. So let's talk about another draft class that a lot of people are talking about. Um, this is the New England Patriots. They're catching a lot of heat, and to an extent, I would say some of it is granted. Um, starts in the first round with the selection of Cole Strange, the guard from Chattanooga. Um, but, I mean, I still think, even in a way, this is getting a little too much hate. At the same time, I do get it. Again, I do understand where these people are coming from. They probably could have traded down again and still gotten him later in the draft. Just from a value perspective, um, I really don't think a lot of other teams had this guy that high on their board. But again, who knows? Maybe they did. Uh, but either way, it's a guard. And <laughs> it's a card that you know people were projecting to go in the third or fourth round. So... Either way, I, he's still a really solid player. Um, I honestly feel a little bad for him throughout this whole thing because he's going to be always be that guy that was overdrafted. Um, and I it, that's always shitty. You don't want to be that player that everyone's talking about as being overdrafted. Um, but either way, he's, he's a really solid player. He's going to fit really well with Bill Belichick. Um, he needs, again, and one of these guys that needs to improve his play strength, but he's just super technical. Um, he was on the Dean's list, I believe a few times at Chattanooga. So he's a great student. He's really smart. Um, that's going to fit really well with Belichick and what he's trying to do. I'm sure they probably just had an interview with him. And I, I, Belichick just probably fell in love. I'm really guessing that's why they made the pick here. And in a way, I, I do understand it. They needed a replacement for Shaq Mason at guard. Uh, it just feels like they could have gotten a little later. And I do think he's going to be a solid player. I do feel bad for him. Um, just not a great pick right off the bat, but not as bad as some people may think. Now, another draft pick that the Patriots are getting a lot of criticism for is they got Tyquan Thornton in the like late second round um which had a lot of people scratching their heads but me personally i like him a lot more than most i mean he's got really good measurables he just needs to put on a little more weight but he's got really long arms he's got a really big catch radius and we know that he ran uh what was it like a 4-2-8-40 something like that he was in the four twos he fucking flies my point is but People are seeing him as just a purely speed guy, and he absolutely is. He can stretch the field vertically. He can take the top off of defenses, but he's much more than that, in my opinion. He's got some really underrated hands. He's got really good feet. His route running is better than most people realize. There was a few times where he literally shook people out of their boots. Um, I think there's a little bit more here than people realize. It's still not an excellent pick, and maybe you could have traded back and still gotten him later in the round. Um, 
But regardless, I don't think it's as bad as some people are making it sound. And then comes the pick, Marcus Jones. I love this pick. Marcus Jones, cornerback, slot cornerback, more likely, from Houston. I know he's a bit undersized, but his tape is seriously some of the best tape from any cornerback in this draft class. That's including guys like sauce that's including guys like Derek Stingley um he plays way bigger than his size and he is just a ball hawk he's he is so good his ball skills are incredible and um he's just so quick so fluid with his hips it's such a good Belichick fit um I'm really curious to see how he's going to match up with like some of these bigger receivers in the NFL especially as slot receivers seem to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger um but he's just a damn good player he's really smart really instinctual he's gonna fit in this belichick scheme very well um i really like that pick there another draft class that i think people are giving a little too much hate in my opinion is the cowboys i know some people aren't as high on tyler smith as other people um but me personally i mean he's so young he's got a ton of room to improve and grow and dallas has proven time and time again that they can really um what's the word I'm looking for, groom these guys and make them a lot better pros than they were college players. And Tyler Smith was a damn good college player. He might end up starting this year at guard and learning from Tyron Smith. I feel like that would be their best choice. Um, but either way, I really like the pick. I think it's getting too much hate. He is a ferocious player. He is strong and mean, and he just turned 21 years old, like I said. So he's got a really high ceiling, and he's going to be very, very good pretty soon here they also got sam williams in the second round who again one of my guys i don't know if you guys follow me on instagram if you don't go do it at professional sports talk but i've been talking about that guy on there i was talking about that guy in my defensive end rankings episode this guy is extremely under underrated i almost said underwhelming he's extremely underrated he has some off the field issues there's some personal things um i don't really know the whole details of it but when he is playing he is ferocious he is a damn good football player he's really quick and he has a very very special ability to rush the passer he needs to improve a little bit against the run but man he is damn good and then their third round pick another one of my guys if you guys again follow me on instagram at professional sports talk you'd already know this they got jalen tolbert Man, I wanted the Bears to get this guy so bad in the third round, but no, we took Velas Jones. Either way, Jalen Tolbert is going to fit in really well with this Cowboys offense. He's very good. He's ready to go pretty much on day one. I think he's going to make an immediate impact for the Cowboys. Now, before I jump into a whole bunch of teams that I liked, a whole bunch of more drafts um, that I liked for these teams, I'm just going to talk about a couple of teams quickly that I, I truly didn't like their draft, and I... I have already heard a ton of people talking about <laughs> they, they don't like their draft either. So I'm really not going to go over it too extensively. Um, and also, I really don't like to be negative because it feels like, you know, these are young men that are just making their way into the NFL and they have no choice of where they're going. So a lot of these times, like when you're like, I hate the word like draft losers because it just feels like it's it's fucking mean. These guys have dreams they're They want to be in the NFL. They've been working their ass off to be in the NFL and then they have no choice where they're going. And it's not their fault that they either get overdrafted or they get put in a situation that makes no damn sense. It just I, I, I feel bad using the word losers. These are just some draft classes that I guess had me questioning what they were trying to do a little bit i'll just say it like that so first we've got the jacksonville jaguars i really didn't hate their first overall pick of being um trayvon walker obviously i mean i understand that in a way i don't love it i i would have i would have gone hutchinson there me personally um 
But, I mean, I can get why they're doing it. They're not really playing for much next year. He can still develop into a really good player, and he's got much better tools than any other guy in this draft. So for the long haul, I do understand that in a way. Um, but it really gets weird with their second pick, uh, Devin Lloyd. And if you know me, I fucking love Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd was by far and away my favorite linebacker in this year's draft. I think he's going to be an excellent pro for a very long time to come. But the fact that they traded back into the first round to get him for a team that's this bad and you're prioritizing linebacker, which already isn't a very valuable position, and you're trading picks to get that linebacker, uh, I just I, I couldn't get behind it. I, I, I just, no matter how much I love Devin Lloyd, and then the, the a pick they made later, which I'll get to in a second, made this pick look even worse. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, and that's with me being the biggest Devin Lloyd fan fucking it feels like in the country i love this guy he's gonna be so good but then you know you give up picks to get devin lloyd and then two rounds later after you take a center in uh i think it's i think it was luke fortner i believe um either way that's a whatever pick i don't really care about that one again low value position though so it's like what are you doing um and then in the third round it's number 70 overall you take chad muma another linebacker from wyoming so it's like Okay, so you pay Foye Aluakon $15 million a year to be your middle linebacker. Okay, and then you draft Devin Lloyd in the first round, trading up to get him and giving up first round pick. Or not first round picks, just picks, period. Okay, that's really weird. And then two rounds later, you come around and take another really good linebacker who, again, I, I like Chad Muma. I think he's going to be a really good pro, but it just doesn't really make sense with what they're doing. I mean how often do you really have three linebackers like this and they're all kind of similar guys they all like to play in the middle um it just i don't know why they're prioritizing linebackers so hard in this defense it just really doesn't make sense to me and then it's the rest of the draft they don't have that many picks because they traded up to get devin lloyd so it's just it just it seems weird to me and then they draft a running back next and then like two corners i believe it was uh, it, it was just a really weird, weird draft to me, and I really didn't like what they did there. Um, there's basically every everything they did, I would have done differently. Um, obviously, I'm not a GM. Obviously, I'm not. I can't tell these people how to do their job. They know how to do it better than me. But you get my point. I really didn't like where they were coming from in that that regard. Another draft that I didn't love. Um, there was a couple picks that kind of saved it for me, but I really didn't like the Washington Commanders draft. I really thought first off the very first pick. I think. Jahan Dotson at number 16. I, I thought that was a reach. I thought he was at the very latest, or excuse me, at the very earliest, a uh, late first round pick, uh, possibly early second. I think taking him 16 overall was just a little high. Um, I like that they traded down. I thought they should have kept trading down um, because, you know, this is a team that's not too close to winning right now. Uh, they need a little more pieces, and trading down was great from 11 to 16. Um, but take a higher valuable position than Jahan Dotson at receiver. I just think he's a little limited and don't get me wrong. I really, again, I feel bad saying this cause I actually really like Jahan. I think he's a really solid wide receiver just as a pick. I just don't really love it. And then this is where stuff gets pretty bad. Number 47 overall for Darian Mathis, defensive tackle from Alabama. Um, the, the commanders just love drafting defensive tackles they're just going to keep rotating it they're kind of doing like what the Niners are doing where they're just their d-line is always going to be good because they're always going to be spending high draft capital on it but 
I just didn't love this pick. I believe Travis Jones was still on the board, and I just would have liked that a whole lot more. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of pass rush ability. He's pretty good at stopping the run, um, and he's got like really good play strength. But just as far as need goes on this team and the whole just – it's such a pass-heavy league. You want guys that can also create that pass rush in the interior. And when there's better guys on the board that were already there, I just don't really love this pick. It's not a bad one. It's just like, again, it's not great. Um, this is this is my least favorite pick of the first three rounds. That at, In round three, 98 overall, they took Brian Robinson Jr. And again, Brian Robinson Jr. is a great player. I'm not, <laughs> like... I can't emphasize this enough. This is not the player's fault. It's it's the team that's drafting them. I think Brian Robinson Jr. in the right system would be an absolute great fit. But here, I just don't particularly understand it because they already have Antonio Gibson. I know he's had some injuries and he can, you know, be a decent, like, one-two punch. He's more of a power runner. But I, I don't know. I just don't love it. Um, in a way, I kind of get it because that short yardage situation, you can have like that one-two dynamic there. But again, just not a very high uh, value position. And I feel like they could have gotten a running back to pair with Antonio Gibson later in the draft and not spend as much capital on Brian Robinson. Um, now, a pick that I really did like from them, and don't get me wrong, I don't think this draft is all bad. There's some people that really hate Washington's draft. Um, I'm not that. I just don't like it as much as some of these other drafts and um maybe it's getting a little too much hate i will say that because Johan dotson's solid player brian robinson's solid player um even fedarian mathis he's a really good run defender who's going to contribute um i just don't know how much playing time he's going to get because of all those guys ahead of him um so that's maybe that's my least favorite pick of the first three but either way round five 144 overall they stole sam howell that's 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 a phenomenal pick i have to give him that that's Sam Howell is a guy that I really thought he was going to go at least in the second round. Um, <clears throat> and who knows, you know, with Carson Wentz being, you know, Carson Wentz, sorry, but it's true. Um, who really knows what to expect from him on a daily basis. So Howell there, he's just, he's one of the top quarterbacks in this class for a reason. He's extremely talented. Hopefully he can put it all together and taking him in the fifth round is basically nothing so i really like that pick there for them um again just getting a lot of attention there but other than that i'm i'm gonna stick to the positive side of things let's get back to some teams that i really like their draft i'm gonna pull up these notes here um where are we here we are um so let's start off with probably my absolute favorite uh draft class in this entire process i don't know it's really hard to decide because there's like two or three teams that i really think just absolutely nailed it above all other teams um but i my favorite draft and i think the team that nailed it the most out of any team has to be the kansas city chiefs they killed this fucking draft first off starting with trent mcduffie they traded up for him but i really don't mind um he is gonna fit this scheme so well he's so well-rounded he can do anything he can play zone he can play man he can play press he can play off this guy you can tackle even with that little bit smaller sized frame he is just so perfect for the steve spagnolo defense it's he's going to be such a good player for them i really cannot get over it like that that is just such a great fit he's honestly arguably a top 10 player in this draft and to get him at 21 is just a steal especially when you're going to be defending you know 
all these quarterbacks in your division, all these crazy receivers in your division. That's just such a good pick. He's going to be a starter from day one, and he's going to be excellent for him. At number 30 overall, they stayed put and got George Karloftis. This is one of my guys from this draft. Again, if you've been listening to these episodes, you know I'm a huge fan of this guy. He's got heavy, heavy, heavy fucking hands. Extremely strong. Um, He's got one of the highest motors in this entire draft class. I also just love his story about being from Greece, losing his father when he was young, fighting through all that adversity. All of his family went to Purdue, so he went there. Um, Extremely productive at Purdue. Just seems like a really great guy, honestly. And a damn good football player to get the edge, excuse me, to get the end of round one. And a position of need because who knows what's going to happen with Melvin Ingram and Frank Clark. And then Sky Moore, number 54 overall. Like, God damn it. How, like, how did the league let this happen? That is just a perfect fit for Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's going to come in here and replace Tyreek Hill because no one can replace Tyreek Hill. But if you're going to want to have a receiver to replace Tyreek Hill at this position in the draft, it's going to be goddamn Sky Moore. He's so good. I'm, I'm ecstatic about him. I've been talking him up for a long ass time now he's fast as shit he's got really good feet he's got really fucking big hands for his size he is just a damn good receiver and then it keeps going at round three 103 overall i don't know how the hell this guy was here because if you know again this is one of my guys i ranked him above a ton of other linebackers leo chanel linebacker wisconsin i know some people are saying oh he's one dimensional he can only rush the passer and stop the run that's pretty fucking important, especially when he does it as well as he does. It really doesn't matter. And if you can like at all tune up those coverage skills, this guy is going to be so good. And to get him 103rd overall, this guy was probably a top 30 prospect in my opinion. He is so good. I love this guy. He's got strong, strong, strong play strength. He blows up guards, even tackles sometimes. He is just a downhill, ferocious linebacker that can absolutely make any tackle on the league against any running back i'm certain of that this is a very very good fit and again he's gonna find a lot of success in this spagnolo defense cannot believe he lasted to 103 that's a great pick for him there's even some upside with darian Kennard, the offensive tackle from kentucky they got him in the fifth round 145 overall um i would not be surprised if this guy ends up their starting right tackle when the season begins i mean he is fucking good he started 39 games in college um he he is just a damn good football player and i can't believe they they just so many steals here like again in my opinion the best draft in this year's jeff class in this year's draft um some other really standout draft classes let's go to the atlanta falcons i really thought they had a really good draft um i didn't love the london pick right when they made it but the more I kind of let it settle. I really did understand it. I thought personally they should have gone Jamison Williams. If you guys listen to my mock draft, you already know that I thought they should have done that. Um, purely because this team is really not playing for anything this year. Uh, Jamison maybe not be healthy at the end of the year, but he's just different from all these other guys. He's got speed that you just cannot coach, and he's just got the ability to just take over a game. Um, don't get me wrong. I really like Drake London as a prospect too. I just think with his limited speed i guess it's just i i would i personally i would have gone a different direction but either way uh great pick with receiver i totally would have gone receiver too like that frame or uh 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like that thought process. And then it really gets good with the next pick. At number 38 overall, they snagged, I hope I'm going to say this guy's name right. I've been saying it wrong all fucking offseason. Arnold Ebikitty. God damn it. Ebikitty. Ebikitty does not sound right. Ebikitty? Ebikitty. I don't fucking know. Whatever. Anyways, Atlanta needed pass rush like really, really fucking bad. Um, I think they were dead last in the league last year in sacks. I should have looked that up. But either way, I mean, um, they moved up five spots for this pick. I think they traded away a fourth or fifth round pick. I should again, I should have looked that up. I think it was a fourth round pick. Um, but either way, this guy is fucking good, and he is fucking underrated. I really thought that this guy could have been an end of the first round pick. He's got a very similar profile to Josh Pascal to me. I mean, he is just quick. He's really fucking good. He's got. Um, he had nine and a half sacks last year, two forced fumbles. Sorry, I'm reading the stats right now. And um, he, he's going to have an immediate impact for this team, I believe, because it's going to fill a need. Um, he's got a really quick first step, and he can defend the run as well as rush the passer. Um, he needs to put a little more strength on, but again, he's a kid. He's just coming into the league. He'll be fine. At number two, <clears throat> excuse me. At number 58 overall, another one of my guys, I posted about this guy on my Instagram. Um, he was my second ranked linebacker prospect in this draft class above guys like N'Kobe Dean, like Christian Harris, like Leo Chanel. They got Troy Anderson, linebacker from Montana State. Um, this is just a great pick. And Troy Anderson's going to be so good, in my opinion. He's going to be their Foye Luacon replacement. Um, he's gonna take a little while longer to be fully nfl polished like guys like devin lloyd even like guys like nicobe dean even christian harris and all those types of guys he might not have the immediate impact that any of those guys have but he is he just has so many fucking great traits he's got long old arms he's fast as hell he's really goddamn heavy he hits like a truck he played running back and quarterback in college so he's got the knowledge of the game and you can see that a lot of the times um while he's out there playing he was consistently the best player on the field almost every single time he stepped onto it his senior year i just really really like this guy and that was an excellent pick for atlanta and then of course in the third round with the 74th overall pick Cannot believe this guy was here. They got Desmond Ritter, their possible franchise quarterback. If they can improve his accuracy, um, he can he could be a franchise quarterback. He really can. He's got a fucking wicked arm. He's wicked fast. He's he's a damn good player, and that's a damn good pick for the position of value. And just for 74th overall to get a quarterback like that, sign me up. That's a great pick. Um, and then it goes on. D'Angelo Malone, outside linebacker, Western Kentucky. I thought that was a really good pick. Again, they need edge rushers. Um, and, excuse me, he was Conference USA's Defensive Player of the Year in 2019 and 2021. He had a lot of production. Um, he, again, maybe needs a little more play strength, but just a really good pick. And I really see him working out in the NFL level. Tyler Algier, I again, I'm fucking this guy's name up, but he's the running back from Boise or no, not Boise. Where'd he go? BYU, BYU. They got him in the fifth round with the 151st pick. Um, they need running backs as well. I know Cordero Patterson's coming back, but he's you know you don't really want him as your workhorse back. Um, and this guy could seriously be sooner rather than later. So really like that pick too. Um, 
let's move on to another draft class I fucking loved. And a lot of people are talking about this one for good reason. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills killed it. I mean, first trading up for Kyrie Elam. Um, obviously, the Bills did not have a lot of holes in their roster. They're one of the best teams in the league. They're possibly Super Bowl favorites this year. Um, if I had to put money on them, I would, I would do that. Um, but, I mean... Getting Kyrie Elam at number 23 overall after losing Levi Wallace in free agency. And Tredavious White is obviously still there, but he's coming off a torn ACL. Um, they only had to trade up two spots on their board. Or, excuse me, two spots to get Kyrie Elam. And, man, he is good. He is a really, really damn good corner. I think he's going to fit their scheme really well with being such heavy man-to-man. Um, and then to get... <laughs> James Cook, 63rd overall. He's just going to fit their offense so well. He Obviously, the Bills signed J.D. McKissick, and then J.D. McKissick ended up going back to Washington. James Cook is a better J.D. McKissick. He can run routes at the backfield so well. He's got a lot of Alvin Kamara to him. He's got really, really good balance. He can take some decent carries out of the backfield. That's not really his thing. He's never going to be a workhorse back unless he puts on a little more weight. But he's really fluid, and he's just got such great hands, such great route running ability, and that's going to pair really well with Josh Allen and this pass-heavy offense. Um, and then, I mean, it keeps going from there on. At round five, 148 overall. I cannot believe this guy was here. They got Khalil Shakur, wide receiver from Boise State. Um, this guy, he's going to be an excellent slot receiver. He's extremely shifty, extremely fast, um, and I think believe that Cole Beasley isn't there anymore he's going to be a great placement for him uh, Shakir is a two-time all west all mountain west first team selection um and <laughs> wow I'm just reading the stat now he didn't have a game in which he either had fewer than 70 yards or fewer than four receptions so again just a very high floor for this guy to get someone like that in the fifth round is an absolute steal of a pick and then they got the guy, the god himself, punt god, Matt Ariza, San Diego State, in the sixth round. Um, and I believe he was the thir third punter taken. A little disrespectful there, but either way, just a good pick. Matt Ariza, really fun player. Um, another draft that I feel like people aren't talking enough about, but I really did like it. Um, the, the, I almost said the San Diego Chargers. Holy shit. The Los Angeles Chargers. They had a really good draft. Um, I think Zion Johnson... Filling a position of need, he's a really damn good player with a lot of versatility. Um, this gives them the ability to move around some of their other guys like Matt Filer and all that. But again, just protecting your quarterback, really good philosophy. The Bears could learn a thing or two from what the fucking Chargers are doing. Uh, just loading up on a receiver, protecting him as best you can. I really like that pick there. And then even continuing forward, some people were hating on the uh, JT Woods pick in the third round, 79 overall. And obviously they didn't have a second round pick because it's Khalil Mack. So that's kind of going into this as well. That was an excellent trade for them, um, especially with how much cap space they have. They're not paying their quarterback. Why the hell would they not make a move like that? So again, their second round pick this year is essentially Khalil Mack. Love that. Uh, their third round, going back to it, they got JT Woods safety from Baylor. This dude flies. He's a ball hawk. He's really extinctual. And some people don't like it because they already have Derwin James and Desira Adderley. But I really like it because, again, look at the division they're in. Look at these quarterbacks. Look at these receivers. They're going to have three safeties on the field a lot of the time. And I think this gives them the opportunity to basically put two high. Nasir and JT Woods are both ball hawks. Leave them high and let... Derwin come down and essentially play like 
a safety or excuse me a uh, a linebacker role or a safety that's basically always in the box i think that's where he's really doing his best work and so for that it just completely frees him up to basically do that in every single snap and that's going to be extremely beneficial to this defense so i really like that pick um a lot of people don't but the more i thought about it i really did the one pick i i didn't like that they made at all um was isaiah spiller i just don't love isaiah spiller's ceiling i don't think it's that high uh, a lot of people like spiller a lot more excuse me excuse me than i do but um I just don't really love it. <laughs> I don't know. I think they already have like pretty competent backups to put pair with Austin Eckler. Um, and Isaiah, I don't know. We'll see. I, maybe I haven't watched enough of him. I sh should probably watch a little more before I make like come to a solid conclusion. I just know from people I trust, people that I watch a lot, um, they don't love him. So that naturally makes me not really love him. Um, other than that, there wasn't too many standout picks. I liked the Jasir Taylor, the cornerback from Wake Forest. That was a pretty solid pick. but um, And also a pretty fun pick, uh, Xander Horvath. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, it's He's a fullback from Purdue. Um, I, I think that's a pretty fun pick, not going to lie. He's very strong, and I love seeing fullbacks get picked. So he was almost Mr. Irrelevant, not quite, but that was a fun pick there. And then one more draft that I really, actually two more drafts that I really like. I forgot to write notes about the other one here, but I really don't even need notes because they just fucking killed it. Um, so first off is the Philadelphia Eagles. They had a really damn good draft between taking Jordan Davis, number 13 overall. Obviously, we all know Jordan Davis. He is a monster of a human being. But to pair him with Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargraves to really teach him up and also not need him to be on the field every single snap, I think that's really going to benefit him. He's going to learn a lot from those guys. And just a really good fit with what the Eagles like to do in their defense. Um, and then it keeps going with Cam Jurgens, uh, number 56 overall, the center from Nebraska. Um, a lot of people pre-draft were comparing him to Jason Kelsey. And Jason Kelsey sounds like he's on his way out fairly soon. So it's just a going to be a seamless transition from one center to another. They're very similar in body types and builds in basically everything. Um, and so I think that's just a really good fit for to have Jason Kelsey mentor this guy. And I don't think we're going to have a Ryan Tannehill situation. I think he is genuinely going to want to mentor this guy. Um, yeah, by the way, if you haven't heard, Tannehill came out and said he doesn't want... <laughs> this is ridiculous to me. He doesn't want to mentor um, Malik Willis and that it's the coaching staff's job and it's not his job. And in a way, I guess I can like kind of understand where he's coming from. He doesn't want to teach this kid just so he can steal his job. But at the same time, that's just fucking being, a, that, in my opinion, that's being a terrible teammate. It doesn't matter if you think they're going to steal your job. You want your team to be better. That's that's called being competitive. That's called wanting the best for your team. That's He's being selfish right now. And I get it. Again, I get, in a way, I get it. It's, it's millions of dollars. I'm not a player in the NFL. Um... I don't get the stardom that comes with it and all that. And Ryan Tannehill worked really hard for that starting position, but I don't know. As as a someone who grew up playing sports and someone who I like to think I was a leader on a lot of those teams, I would have never, ever, ever fucking said that. Um, I played lacrosse in high school. I was a short stick defensive midi. If <clears throat> someone was brought in as another short stick defensive midi, um, even if I thought they had a shot at stealing my job, I would do everything in my power to help that guy. I've, I've been there. That's been, that's been my position. I've literally had kids that are maybe going to take my job and, or they're new at the sport or they're new to the team or fucking whatever. I'm going to help them out because that's my teammate and 
you got to have love for your teammates. You can't, whatever. Either, okay, clearly that comment did not, <laughs> did not uh, rub me the right way. But either way, let's get back to the Eagles draft. Cam Jurgens very similar to Jason Kelsey. Going to be a seamless fit there. Sorry about that whole little rant for a second. But in the third round, 83rd overall, I'm sure everyone knows about this. They got N'Kobe Dean. And even if I wasn't as high on N'Kobe Dean as some people, um, and there was that health concern about, you know, he didn't, uh, what was it? It was his pec. He didn't get surgery on his pec and they might have to fucking go in there and restructure the whole thing. First off, the Eagles are sounding like he's going to be ready by training camp. He's going to be fine. Good to go. So that's a little weird. Um, but I really didn't, I wasn't as high on Nakobe because I thought that D line and, and just the players around him were so fucking good and such space eaters that it really made him shine and succeed just a whole lot more because the talent around him was so damn good. Well, guess what? Now he's playing in front of Jordan or behind, I guess, Jordan Davis again. So <laughs> he's going to have a lot of room to fly around. Um, and that D line on the Eagles, although like not the best at pass rushing, they're excuse me, they are space eaters. They're going to give Nakobe Dean a lot of room to operate. They're going to keep him clean. And I really think in a system like this, it's just a really, really good fit. And then of course, I didn't even mention this yet. They got AJ Brown and they're going to have to pay AJ Brown, but AJ Brown's a known commodity. And AJ Brown is really close with Jalen Hurts. I don't know if you guys know that, but they're actually like boys. Like <laughs> They're really, really tight. So, um, whoa what was that noise so as far as an investment that's just a good one especially because they're not paying a lot of their stars yet like or much money at all like josh sweat's not getting paid a lot um they added uh why am i forgetting his name hassan reddick is really not getting paid that much money uh jalen hurts obviously not up for a new contract yet uh Devontae smith not getting paid so really like that there um just as far as the guys they added, and then they're still going to have a first-round pick next year because of that Saints trade, I just really like what they did in this year's draft. Now, I'm going to talk about one last team before I finish this episode, and this is going to be right off the top of the dome because I've already been talking for a while, and I totally forgot to write this down, but whatever. Um, let's Just really quickly, the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to look up their draft really quick so I can talk along with it and really analyze it. Um, but the Baltimore Ravens fucking killed it, man. They killed it. Between Kyle Hamilton, I believe at 14, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been a little might have been a little later than that. Um, I didn't look up draft. Sorry, guys. Draft picks, 2022. Um, ESPN, draft picks. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah, so 14 overall, they got Kyle Hamilton. Uh, that is phenomenal value. I don't give a shit what the hell he ran in the 40. I don't care what any of his testing numbers was. This guy was, before the combine, he was my number one player in this entire process. He was my favorite player by far and away. He is so damn good. And even with Marcus Williams being there, and they gave him, I believe, a five-year, $70 million contract, um, they're very different safeties. You can have Kyle down in the box. You can have Marcus playing free. They're going to pair so well together in this defense. And I really, really like that pick there. Um, their secondary is loaded between Williams, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, and now Kyle Hamilton. This is just such a great pick. And then my favorite pick, possibly in the entire draft, one of my favorite players in this entire prospect. Again, if you remember before the combine and even after the combine, this is Kyle Hamilton was my 
very favorite prospect in this entire process. Tyler Linderbaum was my third. It's crazy the value they got for these guys. It doesn't matter if these aren't high value positions. If they're just that good at the game of football, it make it completely makes up for it. And Tyler Linderbaum is that good. He is so good. I'm convinced this guy's going to be a future Hall of Famer. He's like the Quentin Nelson of centers. He is just mean, nasty. He fits what they want to do so well as far as just power running game. He is going to be so damn good. And then to top it all off, they had the best day one out of any other team, possibly with the Kansas City Chiefs. They come around and with the 45th overall pick, they get David Ojabo, a guy who was seriously being talked about in the top 10 before he tore his Achilles this year. And that's just... Again, the value there is so good. David Ojabo is such a solid player. He has he's gonna learn a lot from the other guys there. It's just a really good fit with what they're doing and just a great value pick. And it doesn't stop there either, because at number 76 overall, they somehow managed to get I don't know how the hell this guy fell that far, but they got Travis Jones, the defensive tackle from Connecticut. This dude is nasty he is so good i don't know what the hell made him fall there i don't know what i'm not aware of but um he is he is so good and he's gonna fit exactly what they want to do um just a very very ravens-esque pick and it doesn't end there because i remember 110 overall they got daniel falele the offensive tackle from minnesota now this guy is much more of a project but sitting at 6 8 384 pounds he was the heaviest player at any position in the nfl combine since 2006 and he is yeah more developmental but i mean he was an australian rugby player who didn't play a football until his senior year at img academy he has his ceiling is so freakishly high and he is such a freak athlete like this guy i have to believe under the ravens receiving coach or sorry 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 ravens coaching staff that this guy can be good and then it just keeps getting better 119 overall Jalen Amar Davis cornerback Alabama this guy is criminally underrated he is so good he faced some really good competition in the SEC and we know how much the Ravens love their defensive backs from Alabama this is just adding to that um he is going to be so good and He's really, really good for what they want to do. He's a very good press man corner. The Ravens love their press man corners. He's going to fit in just so well. Um, and I feel like that's pretty much it. I think they got one more pick that I kind of liked. Isaiah Likely was pretty cool. Hayden Hurst is, or no, Hayden Hurst hasn't been there in a while. I'm lying. But yeah, Isaiah Likely, pretty good pick. Either way, the Ravens just fucking killed it. If I had to choose just one team um, that did the best in this year's draft, it would be a really hard toss-up between the Chiefs and the Ravens, but I think I'd just have to slightly edge or lean towards the Ravens. So that's going to do it for today's episode. I hope you guys liked my takes on some of these picks. Uh, let me know what you guys think about this year's draft. It was really, really fun to watch. Uh, one of my favorite drafts in recent history. Um, if you disagree with some of my takes, let me know. If you agree with some of my takes, let me know. If I forgot to talk about a team that did really shitty or really, really well, let me know about that as well. Either way, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys soon. Peace out.